Mm. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. Am I talking about one? <laughs> I know what she said. She said. <laughs> <laughs> Tantrum House Board Gaming Podcast is recorded live from Studio WKRD in Greenville, South Carolina. This podcast is brought to you by our friendly local game store, Boardwalk, purveyors of fine games. Bezier Games, the new classics. AEG, we make fun. The Game Steward, your second chance at Kickstarter games. And Game Toppers, LLC, upgrading your gaming experience. Your hosts are here to help you sort through the cardboard commotion to help you find the diamonds in the rough. So buckle up, especially if you're driving right now, because you're about to arrive at the Tantrum House. Hello, hello, and welcome to the show. Today, we've got Sarah Meadows, Melissa Delp, Ryan Pills, and Kevin Delp in the house. A little smaller crew here this week. We got a lot of people out of town after our big tantrum con, which I do have to say was the best one yet. Best one yet. Best one yet. What are some games that we've got to the table this last week or two? Did we get any good games to the table at the con? Of course. I finally got to play Dune. Nice. Dune Imperium? Yeah, I was looking forward to it for a long time. And I won, which also made it worthwhile. Although it was like way past my bedtime. What time, what time was that? Well, I had only gotten like three hours of sleep the night before. So uh, <laughs> it was like 1230. That's how we all dying. were. <laughs> Kevin stayed up past his bedtime oh, on man. the first night. That's all Sarah's fault. It was all my fault. <laughs> so we do have a tradition at Tantrum Con of yep. one or two of us from Tantrum House will play uh, a lot of the crew from uh, Keymaster Games in a Big game of Rising Sun yeah, from six Simon. Player, six player game. So this and will be my second or third time now playing. Third, yep. at least. Yeah. We uh And Sarah never played Rising Sun before. I've never played and, and, and Ryan the other Ryan. Ryan, Ryan Hendrick, not yeah, uh, not Ryan Pills. Not Ryan Pills. The other Ryan had also never played. So we were teaching two out of the six. Yeah. And hey. then, and I had a little AP trying to figure out what to do. <laughs> but uh did you enjoy it? I did, yeah. yeah. It's not my type of game, which I knew going into but it, it was good which is fine. I, good. I'll play, yeah. and I'll have a good time playing. I know I'm not going to... Well, I told everybody, I always win the first time on a learning game for myself, but it wasn't a learning game for everybody else. That's true. So I was like, I'm either going to get first or I'm going to get last. Matt was doing really, really well. And I got last, which was fine. You're doing well, like, the beginning of the game, and then... I, I did well at the beginning, and then the last round... I didn't realize the, that there were end game points and the on car, the cards. The cards are so important. And so I didn't know that going. Everybody else knew that. Well, mm-hmm. except for Ryan. Everybody else <laughs> knew that, and they had saved up. Yep. They made sure they had money that last round to buy all the cards, yeah. and I had no money. And I was like, "Oh, you've got to be kidding me!" Yep. Which was super important. But so. yeah, as a Joe, so we stayed up till two forty-five that Thursday night, the first night of yeah. Con. and then I did better every night after that. So it was the next night was like midnight. And then Saturday night was like 11. Mine got worse. <laughs> Every night was later and later till really? it was, yeah. Oh my goodness. Oh. Yeah, we had some late night gaming. Um, sure, Will's not here to, to uh, talk about his uh, 16 oh, player. I'll, I'll talk about it because okay. I did get to enjoy it. 
Will's dream come true in gaming happened mm-hmm. at Tantrum Con 2022. Wow. Um, Maddox from Keymaster had a copy of Don't Mess with Cthulhu, and which is Will's favorite game. He he hasn't put it at the top of his top 10 list, but because he might after this event. That's funny. <laughs> he might rearrange his top 10 and reshoot stuff. Um because he was like, oh, Will was like, oh, I have it in my bag, too. And then someone else who had never played the game was like, well, why don't you just play, put them together? And we're like, what? Minds were blown. Like, you That's could funny. just see their eyes light up. And they were like, this is amazing. We're going to do it. Well, of course, we had new players never played before. And well, I mean, they were experienced. So um, Matt Aiken from Keymaster was one of the players who had never played before, but he's played social deduction. So he figured it out pretty quickly. Um, and of course, Will first game has to put in every single extra <laughs> deluxe carded piece there is in the box. So All it makes extra. it like crazy. Nice. And um, so we played. It actually played very well. With 16 players. So lots of accusations, I'm assuming, then. Um, it was the normal amount. I mean, it was there was usually one or two people each round or so that were, that were suspect. So we voted. We did kind of make up a rule because we got to where he had the extra card in where you get to control the flashlight for the rest of the round. Oh, wow. But Will got it at the beginning of the round. So we're like, you don't get to do 18 card flips. Right. That's too many. That's overpowered. Right. So he's like, okay. So we'll just do so many. And then and there is a duplicate of that card because right. we're playing with two decks. So um, he's like, well, if the other one comes up, we'll just say you get this many turns sure. with the flashlight. Okay. okay. So yeah. Cool. Um, it worked It worked out pretty well. Um, Will ended up getting the card that you're not allowed to speak and uh, so you oh, have, awesome. you're not, like, not even just speak, communicate. So right. you can't nod your head. You can't do anything to <laughs> other players. And um, everyone was like, Will's such a key player. We just need to release him from that card. And they flipped over one of his cards to try and find it so that he could talk the rest of the round. And he ended up having Cthulhu and lost. And it was great. He, he was, was, he had Cthulhu, but he, he was, oh. he was an uh, investigator. That's so. funny. It everyone um, went up in arms about why did you go after his cards when he couldn't talk? But it was great. Cool. So, what else did you guys play at the con? Well, I had a couple uh, learn to plays that I had scheduled, so I put games that I liked to play on the list, and I got to play a four-player game of Takenu nice. from Board and Dice, and that went really well. Three new players. But we got the teach and the play done in three hours, and I think everyone enjoyed it. How how did you slaughter? How bad did you slaughter them? Um, it it wasn't terrible, <laughs> ish. <laughs> um, yeah, because you know I was teaching, and I did a different strategy. I did not do a heavy card and you like to go up that track. The happiness Strategy. track? Yes. I did not go up that very far. Oh, so did you do like the gods around the... I did the, the temple building. Oh. And the... I, you get a lot of points there. Right. My decree card at the beginning of the game gave me... Uh, I was going to score the temple t- an extra time at the oh end of the goodness. game. So I went there, but I had a resource problem. Uh-oh. 
um, you need to get like one one of the little yeah. gods to give you extra resources. Then yes, but I mean, I I still did well. Okay, but that that was a lot of fun. It's a game, you know. It takes two to three hours, so you have to set aside some time to play it. I one of my learn to plays or play with Ryan's was Ultray, and I've never experienced this before. But it was like everybody got. Um, two turns and then we lost because it was just bam, bam, bam. Three or four of the story things in a row all made us lose defense. Mm. And when you zero out on defense, you're just over. And so I was like, lack of sleep. Uh, do you got, do you all want to play again? Please don't say yes. <laughs> <laughs> but they did. And we, we did play again and it was much better, uh, than the first time through, but there was just that moment where I was like, if you say you're going to walk away, I'm fine with that. <laughs> you also got to teach the new Libertalia. Oh, yeah. That was in big demand. People were oh, yeah. asking to play that. I think I saw like three or four copies of that like, floating around TantrumCon. So yeah. other reviewers had it. And actually, one of the players that I taught uh, the game to was somebody I played Libertalia with at our first physical. Wow. Yeah. She had come back. She back in 2018 teaching. Yeah. That's really cool. And she was like, well, I had to check it out. So it was pretty neat. That's cool. Yeah. I don't know if we've said this yet, but Tantrum Con had 579 attendees. So that's our biggest one yet. And I think we've already outgrown Charlotte. So, well, not Charlotte in general, but the the whole city of Charlotte, (laughs) the whole city. Yeah. So the Hilton at the uh, at the airport um yeah i don't think we have any more too much more room we probably could do one more year but i don't think we should yeah it's too it'll be too there were too many media that said it was the best one of the best cons i've ever been to and they will definitely be back and they'll be spreading the word which means we need a bigger space yes (laughs) which is always a great problem to have so i was actually showing off a secret game from thundergriff games 10 penny parks and thunderworks that's what I said. Thunderworks. That's what I Thunderworks said. Thunderworks games. Thunderworks games. So this is a game that is just hitting pre-order now. So you can go check it out at thunderworks.com. Uh, Tenpenny Parks is a Tetris-like tile-laying game where you are building your own sort of theme park, but you cannot place the Tetris pieces like you normally would next to each other and like combine them together. You actually have to use space around them so that people can like visit the little attractions and you're trying to go around. uh, You have to go around trees that are already planted in your park and you can uproot the trees to plant or to build more stuff. And yeah, it's uh, it's definitely different of a uh, Thailand game. Yes. The main uh, mechanism is worker placement though. You have certain workers and there are, certain spaces on the board that any number of workers can go to. So any number of players can go uproot trees or get concessions or go to the bank and get extra money. But if you want to buy the attractions, which are the Tetris pieces, and there's one specific piece for each specific attraction, you're going to go on this Karis wheel type a uh, place at the center of the board that rotates each round and you have to pay money to buy the attraction and it does block that space so no one else can go there. The carousel is going to modify the price so certain spaces are going to be cheaper and then certain spaces are going to be more expensive. So um, there's a 
benefit you can get at the end of the round, which gives you the ability in the next round to set those prices, basically, to turn that wheel however you want for the next round. So it's really interesting, and I'm surprised Kevin hasn't mentioned the art yet. Well, I was just letting you continue on. The art is from one of my favorite, Vincent Tutre, and uh, I think he's does a good job with the uh, coloring of the different pieces, but also just the style just fits really well. The uh, He loves to bring out the different like brightness and light, um, which I really enjoy. So, Very cool. Uh, let's jump into a word from our sponsors. In this episode, we have two sponsors. The first one is Game Start Studio. Their game, Darkest Doom, is on Kickstarter right now. This is a competitive strategy game with RPG elements. It's for one to four players. It is set in a dark fantasy world inhabited by anthropomorphic animals. And it's in the... 18th, nope, 17th. I can read Roman numerals. 17th century <laughs> Europe. Yeah, the miniatures do look pretty interesting on this one, pretty intricate. So we'll see how well, well it does. Yeah, so you're in charge of guardians and you're exploring areas and trying to take advantage of different terrain. You can look at Darkest Doom on Kickstarter now. Our second sponsor is Cogito Erco Meeple, and their game Solar 175 is on Kickstarter right now. Now, Sarah, this is a game that you've actually played, correct? Yeah, so uh, Will and I did an overview of it, and Ryan got to join us for the playthrough. It was an experience. It was, yeah. So it's a bag-building legacy campaign game. That you are exploring the solar system, building outposts, and um, I guess kind of you're not really colonizing it, but you're you're exploring, and um, you basically take the role as a corporation who is vying for power. Um, so you got to mine, and you've got to get that type of resource to then build bases um, throughout the solar system. It is definitely a race to try. It to- is get everything you want to accomplish because things just get grabbed up so fast. Yeah. So much to focus on. There is. There's there's and, a lot of different paths to go for like so your bag building portion, you have all these um meat worker meeples or workers, they're discs, and you fill the slots that you have on your board and then you assign them to the actions and then you just take turns doing actions one at a time. But because it's bag building, you're not going to get what you need every time. So it makes it tough. Like, I really wanted to do this, and Ryan's going to beat me to it. And I can't, I don't have the right worker for that action. Yeah. So, and it's such a big game, but we only played like the very initial part of the game. Yeah. Uh, I can't imagine how big it's going to be once you open up all of the little envelopes and add the additional zones. And, yep. Uh, whatever else gets added to the game. It's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. So in the rules, it tells you there's zones one through six, and you only play one and two, the first four games. of, the, And then you start unlocking stuff. So um, there's a little bit later where it's semi-cooperative in that you have to work together to build whatever megastructure is the goal for that game, or you end up losing and there's consequences. So... Um, 
you do usually get points for it. So it's something you want to do, but um, some people want to focus on other things. So you do have to pay attention to making sure that you contribute to the mega structure or it's not going to happen and there's, you will be penalized as well for it. So yeah, so it's a, it's a big one. It's got nice miniatures as well. That's on Kickstarter now. Cool. Well, why don't we jump into our Kickstarter conniption? Kickstarter conniption. This episode, we'll be talking about two games coming to Kickstarter uh, the weeks of March 14th and 21st. Ryan, start us off. Coming March 22nd from Funko Games is Jurassic World, The Legacy dun, of dun, dun. Isla dun, Nublar, dun, dun. or Isla Nublar, depending on how you want to pronounce that correctly or incorrectly. I'm not sure which one's which. Right. <laughs> anyway. Uh, it's got some kind of retro board game stylings to the game, it does. which I find very interesting. But you are basically one of the visionaries working alongside Dr. Hammond setting up Jurassic Park. So there is different zones of the island that you can uh, build on, and um, it just it looks very cool, very interesting. Uh, check it out. Jurassic World, The Legacy of Isla Nublar, March 22nd. I'm pretty sure it is actually in a legacy game too. So that's, is, yeah. Oh, I wasn't sure because legacy was thrown around so much, but I couldn't find out. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure when I was reading up on it, it was. So yeah, that definitely. Interesting. Definitely so check. It'll be interesting. Like how the game changes. Once mm. the dinosaurs get like out, maybe you have different dinosaurs in different mm. games. Or maybe oh. they eat people yeah. and destroy things. There are yeah. some interesting like dinosaurs. Maybe you can eat each other's dinosaurs. <laughs> like, I want to know, is this Velociraptor Claw a part of the game? Maybe it's the first player marker. Yeah, that would be neat. Is it an actual claw? Oh, I doubt it. They'd go really fast. They would. <laughs> anyway, Kevin. What do you yeah, have? I got one from Skybound Games. You might be familiar with their world, their Tidal Blades world. Well, they have a Tidal Blades 2 basically coming out called The Rise of the Unfolders. Uh, this is from designers Tim and Ben Eisner. Art is from uh, Lena Cassette. And it's for one to four players. takes about one to two hours to play. Uh, the game is a cooperative game that is basically sort of like a storytelling and adventure game that has um, 18 different scenarios. And then you're going to take a role of a hero to go through the scenarios together um, in this campaign-like game. So I believe this is launching in the next week or two. So you can definitely check it out. Their question is, will you solve the mystery of the fold in time and save Navari, earning your place among the title blades of legend? So if that sounds interesting to you, check it out from Skybound Games. Well, without further ado, I think we're going to close up uh, this episode with um, some other things that we've just liked. Not, about. not that we're actually ending the episode. We no, we got all kinds of stuff to yeah, talk so about. We got to talk more about Tantrum Con. Half we talked about Tantrum Con at the beginning. It was like, might as well close up with Tantrum Con. That's too. right. There were so many good things that happened. Yeah. So we talked about some games we played. What else was just enjoyable about Tantrum Con? The well, meals. The tournaments. That I had a few people who were new to our event this year um, come up to me and like, "How did you come up with this? This is genius. I've never seen this before. Uh, why aren't more cons doing this? Because a lot of cons aren't at hotels. A lot of the that bigger is ones. true. So they're they're at a convention center that doesn't usually yeah. work well with catering and food. Yep. 
um, when you're a smaller con and you have a hotel adjoining, there's a, usually some good food options. Yep. So we have tried to pair your meal with uh, playing a board game. So yeah. makes it so much fun. We try and make sure that it all is themed well and goes together and is a great time. So from like Thursday to Sunday, there's like, you know, six, seven different meals and we have the different publishers sponsor those meals so that it can reduce the cost of the actual meal because hotel costs are really, really expensive. And offer prizes. And, and the sponsors also lots offer, of prizes. Yeah, lots of prizes. So, um, giveaways and, and lots of games. So you can play the game and hopefully win it too. Yeah, and when we're planning them, we're also trying to think what games can handle maybe about six to eight people because that's normally how many sit at a table. Oh, in a hotel, yeah. And also are quick enough and easy enough to be able to teach a whole mm -hmm. room of people mm -hmm. at the same time. So, <clears throat> yeah, we're not throwing like terraforming Mars on the table no, or yeah. something like that for a tournament meal. But we had some great sponsors, some great games this mm -hmm. year for our turn of meals. We had Mystic Paths from R and R Games, mm -hmm. which is a cooperative code names like the word association word game. association mm -hmm. game yep. where you have to give clues, and the other players have to basically find your path on this board. They don't know your path, but you're giving them clues to hopefully hone them in on certain words. And I, I think the attendees really enjoyed it, even though they're playing with strangers and yep. trying to do a yep. word association game. <laughs> yeah. Long shot the dice game was fun. I, I know a lot of people really enjoyed that one with the betting. Um, there was Scrap Racer. We had some families, a lot of more families in the Scrap Racer um, tournament meal. And then the kids just love rolling the dice. So. Yep. I did hear for Longshot that the one table where some of our um, YouTube channel fans said that the pink horse at their table was the worst thing <sighs> to bet on because they all lost. That's funny. There, there was at least one or two tables where I think horse number eight, which I think is purple, it didn't move at all. <laughs> oh, it that's didn't rough. get out of the gates. Oh, it's so sad. And I do have to give a big uh, shout out props to Ryan's wife, Katie. Uh, she did all the decorating for all of the different tournament meals and beyond. But um, one of the things that a lot of people saw um, were at the tournament meals and they were themed to the games. And I think she did a fantabulous job. Yeah, she did. I don't know. I'm sure she does. Yeah. So. Well, we yeah. had a car ride back with her, so we, we praised her enough. So. Oh, okay. I yep. won't let her. The other person I want to give a shout out to is Chantel. Oh man, yes. Chantel rocked it this year. The kids were she she had every kid at that convention dying to wait for that room to open in the morning so that they could go get the schedule and see what they're going to do. And they were all having a blast. Yeah, I agree. They had dance parties, scavenger they had hunts. scavenger mm -hmm. hunts, they had um they played game, just mm -hmm. regular games. Mm -hmm. They had some time to do that, yeah. and and but fun ones that they enjoyed. Yep, they had like coloring and like other things too. Yep, like just like craft. Not, yeah. I don't know, craft is the right word, but I, I heard that there was an awesome Among Us game. Oh, yes, cool. like it sounded like Chantel had a bunch of other ideas that she thought of that she wants to implement in the future. Yeah, okay. But my kids were so excited, and there were a few families where. Um, Maybe the dad is someone who comes to a lot of events and they don't usually bring the rest of their family. And so they, 
decided since we were a smaller con that they would go ahead and do that. And they said that their kids had so much fun. That's great. So they will definitely be back to hang out. We'll have to make sure and have a big enough room for all oh, the kids man, next year. Oh, man, that's good to know. That's good to know. <laughs> What else did you guys enjoy about TechnoCon? All the all the people, all the new people. It seemed, and I was, I think we mentioned this before. There's a returning people, like the person that played Libertalia with Ryan. There was at least one returning person. Yeah, um, no, there's yeah. there is a community that comes every <laughs> year. Yeah, we we got to meet some of our YouTube celebrity commenters. We oh, did. Yeah. yeah, we're calling them celebrity commenters. Yeah. Nishant was there. Yeah. Our, yep. Our Tolkien fans. Fan. Yep. Our fans that interact with us during our live streams. Or that was cool. Discord, you might just know them by a handle or something, yep. and then meeting. We them were in so person. glad that some of them messaged us ahead of time, like, "Hey, I'm coming. Here's my real name," because you may not know it because it's not my username on YouTube. That was cool. It was, yeah. It was great to hang out with a lot of them. Let's see. We there was, of course, the table flipping. Will's That's not right. here to I say know. how awesome it was, but was it awesome? Our Sunday table flip. We decided to pit oh, that's right. the meadows against the dews. So Will and Sarah flipped a table and Jonah and Chantel. So Sarah, give us the, give us the play inside play. scoop. Yeah. I, I wish I would have used the strategy I thought of beforehand, but Will was not going to have, he was going to use his strategy. He was which trying was, to build something high or something. No, I'm not even talking about <laughs> placing the pieces on a table. I'm talking about how to, to flip. actually flip the mm. table. I would, and I don't even want to give away my strategy. Oh, that's okay. I would have, instead of standing behind the table and grabbing towards the middle mm-hmm. and the table, the tables that we use, they're folding tables. Mm-hmm. So there is a, a middle crease. So when you, so when you flip it, mm-hmm. it makes it really hard to get it high. Right. That's what looks amazing is getting the, the, the height. height. I agree. So I thought we should stand closer on the end and flip from outside of the legs to try and get it higher yeah. and, and like just throw the whole thing straight up Woo. instead of throwing it forward. Jonah and Chantel ended up beating us by quite a bit, but they're also taller. <laughs> they so were, yeah. that does help <laughs> Jonah being a lot taller than And it seemed Will. like Will was getting flustered because he was trying to build his so high and it kept falling. Yeah. Well, so the components. The... Yeah. I wasn't as worried about the components. Right, so I'm like, saying, if you throw the table yeah. 20 feet in the air, it doesn't matter how the components are stacked. They're going to fly across the room. Yep. Yeah. And our table flipping was sponsored by Bezier Games. Yes. Thanks, Melissa. We had copies of the new, well, new-ish Maglev Metro. So mm-hmm. you had all of the little robot meeples and the tiles. Oh, man, everything was just fine. And the tiles were difficult to find on the carpet oh, no. <laughs> because they were acrylic oh, and true. clear. Oh, wow. So we're like, oh, no, we have to find all these pieces. Everybody help. So everybody. All the fans did a great job mm-hmm. of helping clean up uh, after the table flips. And yeah. then uh, we were able to give those copies away at the end. Man, I don't know if I can remember all the different um, media people that were there, but uh, Blue Peg, Pink Peg had come, uh, One Board Family. Uh, we had the Love Thy Nerd folks there. We had my suggested uh, game uh, people. Yeah, um, we had Meeple Mentor. We had the Charity Board Gamer. That's right. Yeah, Chris Goodlet was there. Yeah, yep. Rolling Dice and Taking, taking Names. Oh, can't forget about Rolling now, Marty and Tony. Did anyone actually? I I was double booked, so I couldn't go. Did so was I go to their moon? No, I did get to prep the room, and I was I like. Uh, you guys need like some water. There's no way yeah, they're I getting did. moon pies down. I got some water. Got got some water. Yep. 
I was like, do you have a trash can? Like, this is a needy event. You need to be prepared. He's like, oh, thank you, Sarah. <laughs> you probably need a trash can. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Oh, but if you, you should go listen to Rolling Dice and Taping, Taking Names episode, uh, recapping that event, because um, I'm sure they will be laughing yep. it up for a while. Yep. So um, I, I overheard, so Will told me, um, there, they went through, everyone played strike. Mm-hmm. And if you won at your table, then you got entered into the moon pie eating contest. Crazy. And, uh, they had, I think it was two minutes or who could eat. Who could, yeah, the number. They had many moon pies, first of all. So that was. But they weren't that miniature. There's, they're a good size. That's still a large <laughs> snack. How many moon pies can you eat in like two minutes or something? Yeah. I forget who And there, they went down the line. When was the last time you ate a moon pie? And, you know, most people were like, oh, it's been a couple years or, oh, I maybe ate one this year. And there was one guy who was like, I bought a 20 pack and practiced. <laughs> wow. That's a, it's a good thing that he exactly made it into And the, he won. By a long shot. Sure. Everyone else is like trying to get down number two, struggling on number three. He got all six in less than two minutes. That's pretty good. Good for him. So definite winner. Definitely receives all the glory for that one. Wow. And I'm sorry I don't know your name because I wasn't (laughs) at the event, but I just overheard from from Will. Wow. Crazy. So, So yeah, they thought it was fantastic. We also had a lot of vendors, mm-hmm. publishers, designers, the North Carolina design group, yes. design designers, they were running play tests. Um Kevin and I got to play test uh game Dolce. Dolce, I think Dolce. it's Dolce. Yeah. Um that's coming out from Stronghold later this year. Nice. Thanks, Didn't you play it too? Mm-mm. Okay. Maybe I think Will and, and Jonah played, played it. it. Okay. Um from Julio. Yeah. It's nice. it's definitely interesting with the um Resource management. You're planting fields of mm-hmm. like cocoa yeah, and, and coffee and vanilla and stuff. And yeah. then turning them into treats. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah. One of my favorite things, we haven't even talked about it, was the VIP dinner. Oh, the comedy show? Yes. So I knew Grant was funny because I had seen a few things he's done. Um, this Grant Lyon, we had him do stand up. Um, he recently came up with an hour long um, board game only content for a stand up show mm-hmm. and it was so funny there <laughs> Katie and Jonah and Chantel were la- and Will were laughing so hard you can hear them on the foot like oh, specifically the them you can hear them in the background and um, he did a good job. We had a family friendly audience, so he did a good job of keeping it PG, which was great for our group. Um, cause we had put on there, you know, this is a comedy show, right. but we're trying to make sure it's we're, you know, catering friendly. to our audience. So, um, but yeah, it was so funny. There, there was, you know, the few jokes that you've heard, you know, the Catan jokes mm-hmm. and, and other ones but he definitely took them like five steps further and in why they were funny and we can even make fun of them more than we already do type of thing. That's so, cool. and he had a lot of personal stories that were just fall out of your chair. Hilarious. Good. So yeah, it was great. Uh, he will be doing his stand up at uh, Gen Con, I believe this year. Oh, that's cool. So great. very Good cool. For him. Yeah. yeah. Uh, if you want to learn or find out more about Grant, um, he's got a, 
TikTok that he's really pushing. Uh, his TikTok channel is called Grant's Game Rex, so you can check that out. So, any other favorite things from TantrumCon? Uh, I had a great time doing the table flipping, mm-hmm. um, but I think my favorite thing was meeting some of our fans and mm-hmm. getting to play games with them yeah. this year. I think cool. that's. Um, yeah. Oh, we, we should, have such a wonderful community. Yeah, I was going to say not only the community, but a lot of our volunteers. We should give a big yes. thank you to our volunteers. We couldn't have been able to run the actual convention without all the volunteers. I yeah. know we had so many different kinds behind the scenes, and also in the learn to play section and yep. everywhere. Yeah, so. some of some of our uh, local friends um, taught. Was it like? 11 games or so like it was like oh. so many hours <laughs> yeah matthew oberhauser yes taught like 17 hours worth of games yes in the learn to play area yes wow. it was like crazy yep and and we only have so much space for those but i know they're in high demand they're almost always completely mm-hmm. sold out oh we should give big thank you to uh game toppers as well yes berkey was able to come for a couple days and uh, he was able to um, bring a couple extra stuff like table mats and another game topper so that the Learn to Place area looked really, really cool. Um, it looked complete and yep. um, it helped just make, make everything look really good over there in the Learn yeah, to Place Yeah, it gives area. you such a nice experience. Mm-hmm, yeah. And then the really cool thing, the um, family that won the table flipping um, the second night, uh, we had a prize pack from Berkey that included a gift certificate and they were so thrilled, uh, cause their dad has been wanting one. Oh, and so they were like, this is perfect. We's, he's been eyeing it, but hasn't chosen which oh, one he wanted yet. Oh, good. So, um, we're so glad we could help them out. That's cool. Yeah. I definitely heard lots of compliments as I was in the VIP gaming area with the table toppers about the toppers themselves, the accessories, the mats. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. We had some beautiful uh, play mats out mm-hmm. with art from Ryan Lockett and Vincent Dutre. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, lo- lots of good things. Yep. Super fun. We love our game toppers. <laughs> cool. Well, I think we need to say good night because... We have lots of other things to get done, lots of videos to work on. Will and Jonah are at Toy Fest this week. That's why you're not hearing them. Um, But they'll be back next time. So thank you guys again. Hope you have a great night. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Tantrum House Board Game Podcast. If you liked any part of this at all, Find and follow us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and tantrumhouse.com. Like us, share us, email us, call us, or send us a postcard to Tantrum House, 306 Berry Drive, that's B-A-R-R-Y, Greer, South Carolina, 29650.